What's up, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to episode three of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Joni Young. And joining me today is my good friend and former Text Tech alum, Nathan. Is that really Chris Evans? Zuniga, what's up, Zuni? Oh, my many, my many uh, misfortunes, my many flubs of my words and nicknames. Hello, Jenna. How are you doing this morning, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, just, uh, just getting ready for the season, you know, just finally, uh, finally picking back we? up. We actually have a... What are we, two weeks away? Three weeks away? Yeah, two weeks away. 13 days, two weeks away. Who? 13 On the dot. days. Uh, that is until Texas Tech football, not until the college football season kicks off, which is in uh, six days. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Big 12 preseason rankings, including where Texas Tech lines up and all of that. And then we're going to kick off this episode. Pretty, pretty extensive Triple R update, Red Raider recap. And uh, then we're going to be introducing a new segment towards the end of the show. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind y'all to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even on Amazon Music. Uh, regardless where you're listening, welcome in to your sixth favorite Texas Tech Sports Podcast, brought to you by the fans who give some dams. That's right. That is right. Uh, so with that said, let's go ahead and jump right on in to the Triple R segment. Starting off, Texas Tech gets a newest, their newest commit in the 2023 class with three-star defensive lineman Ansel Nadore. I think that's how you say his name. Hopefully I'm saying it right. I'm not butchering it. From Round Rock, Texas. I don't know. From 512 up to the 806. Nice. It's, it's my neck of the woods, actually. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Three-star. Let's go. Absolutely. Ansel had offers from Baylor, Houston, SMU, TCU, and even Texas. And so, yeah, we're actually able to snag a recruit from Texas right there in their own backyard. Awesome. Really looking uh, looking forward to seeing Anselmo Dore in the Scarlet and Black. Mm-hmm. Better than Bert Orange. Yeah, yeah. I will I will say that. You know, it's always always nice to to know that you have a coach that can snag recruits from, you know, quote unquote high quality programs like them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, up next, uh, Texas Tech men's basketball team will be playing in the battle for Atlantis after the Sooners drop out. They'll be replacing the Oklahoma Sooners in that. I'm not sure exactly why OU dropped out of this. I, I really don't know, but it's actually it's actually kind of cool because Texas Tech uh, a couple weeks ago it was announced they were playing in the Maui Gym Classic in uh, mm-hmm. in Hawaii out there. So not only do they get to get to have a trip to Hawaii, they're also gonna make a trip to the Bahamas. Wow! So it's like, how 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 do I get on this uh, this this team staff? How how do how, how does, do I you know? How does one become the water boy? How do I become I know, right? that? I, w- I want to be on that support staff. If there's any uh any positions open there? You know, I want to want a free trip out to Maui and and the Bahamas. Be dope. Also, but, here uh, though, uh, more games. Uh, we just get to see our boys at it. It's going to be good to watch. Excited for the basketball year, too, as well. Shout out to them. Yeah, especially because, uh, you know, we were kind of going to some some boring places in recent years, like to, you know, Kansas City. No, like, no offense, we're from Kansas City, but, like, you know, Kansas City. Uh, we did go to Vegas, though, New York a couple times. That was, that was pretty cool for the, the preseason matchups. But uh, mm-hmm. I think we went to Miami for one game against, like, Memphis, which was kind of an odd location for that matchup, I guess. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Hey, who's ever uh, paying? We're playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The um, so in the battle for Atlanta's rest of the field includes North Carolina, Villanova, Memphis, Arkansas, Michigan, Stanford, and Northern Iowa. So, yeah, quite a quite a few good teams lined up in that one. So, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Same as well. Same as well. And uh, we actually had some sports news this past week. We actually had a game. Finally had a game. Can you believe that? <laughs> so finally, dang, dreadful I summers, know. man. Yeah, just I mean the yeah the um, when it comes to sports related things that I love, yeah, it takes a while. That's okay. Yeah. We're we're back in business. It really kind of I call it the sports doldrums in that month of July and you know most of August really where you have just nothing college related going on. Really, the only thing going on is baseball, which I, mean, I do like MLB. Don't get me wrong, but you know it's like I want 
other things to be going on as well. Yeah, MLB is a bit of a marathon season too, so you know, I, I would like to watch it. Just the Royals, though, personally, became a Royals fan because of Jonah. Oh, really? <laughs> Besides the point? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Patty. Um, oh, Mahomes. Oh, okay, okay. Not because of me, though. Not because of me. I see how it is, buddy. <laughs> but getting, getting back to the news, though, uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders soccer team defeats the Troy Trojans 2-0 in the season opener. We had goals from Charlotte Tears scoring the 22nd minute of the game to – uh, lead the Red Raiders 1-0 going into, I'm sorry, 1-0 going out. Yeah, I got to get my get my terminology right here. And uh, scored in the 22nd minute, and then about three minutes after half, uh, Ashley Williams comes in, just scores in the 48th minute, you know, just absolutely kicking the second half off right. Uh, Red Raiders win 2-0 two two over the Troy Trojans. They will play Arizona tonight. At seven o'clock at home Ooh. at the John Walker Soccer Complex. So Zuni, you're up in Lubbock right now. You need to do your part and support this Red Raider soccer team and just head on up there to I don't care if you have work. I, you need, absolutely. You got priorities. I'm gonna be there through all the rain because it's actually raining right now in Lubbock. It's supposed to be a storm today, actually. Just, so we'll see if that get game a poncho. Goes. You'll be so, all right. I gave me an umbrella. We're going to be out there supporting our, our lady Raiders. Yeah, shout out to them. They're undefeated. Let's go. Whoop, whoop. And yeah, if, so, if you get pneumonia, it's it's just part of it. Yeah, <laughs> part of what you got to do to be a, a a super fan. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just just yeah, rain or shine. You're rain or shine. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> so, but anyways, yes, very very happy for the the girls out there on the pitch representing Texas Tech. Just absolutely, dare I say it. Penetrating that Troy Trojans defense, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just, just whipping some ass in the season opener. Just glad to have one zero on the season. Playing Arizona tonight. Um, is Arizona ranked? Uh, no, they're not ranked. They're not ranked today. But yeah, definitely be keeping up with that. No, nope, but we soon will be. Whoop whoop. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll be two zero on the season, no doubt. <laughs> But uh, moving on to the next one, the CFB the college football preseason rankings have officially come out. Uh, Texas Tech has uh, – this is what we kind of speculated in the last uh, couple episodes that we've had. Uh, Texas Tech has two non-conference points ranked in the top 25 with Houston coming at 24 and NC State at 13. I d- did definitely think that NC State would be more kind of closer to the top 10 because they have so much production returning last year. They had a really good recruiting class. Um, so – yeah, you know, like that's really no surprise. He said 24. I thought that was a little low for them. I thought they should have been near near 15, kind of in that range. I thought that's where they're gonna come on in at. But yeah, we got some some pretty tough opponents in this non-conference. What are your thoughts, soon? It's a, a all in all, when we look at the entire season, yeah, we're, it's gonna be a bit of a gauntlet for us. But I'm not really surprised where they got ranked, to be honest with you. I didn't think NC State would have been. You projected, I think, a couple of weeks ago that they might be a top ten team. I wasn't sure. Um, they still very well can be. As for Houston, uh, you, you know me, I'm all about about our QBs, right? So uh, they'll go as far as that QB takes them. At 24, I think is just right for Houston, though, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. yeah, so really not really much of my thoughts. We, we expected these teams to be good this year and, you know, they are rightly ranked and I'm interested to see how these teams perform going out the rest of the season. Cause you never know, they might just have a very bad season out of nowhere and just drop out completely. Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't put of, a whole uh, lot of, I don't really put a whole lot of stock into the preseason rankings for that matter. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Every year it seems like UT is always up in the top 10 and then they, you know, have a five and seven year, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't put a ton of stock in it for reasons like I, that. I don't do it either just cause it's usually based on your returning starters as well as your recruiting class. It's usually how they go about ranking it during the, the preseasons. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it, it should. Obviously, it's subject to change as soon as the season starts. And I'm excited to see where where a lot of these teams end up at at the very end of the season. With some other uh, Big 12 schools that landed in the top 25, uh, Oklahoma, nine, no surprise there. Uh, Baylor coming at 
10, the 10th ranked team in the country, and Oklahoma State at 12. So, yeah, we got three Big 12 teams right there in the top 15. Coming there, yeah, I think, I think Texas Tech now has the uh, currently has the most ranked opponents on their schedule amongst any Big 12 team mm. out there. So, the, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be a gauntlet this year. But you know, hey, I'm a I'm a believer. Believe in Joe McGuire. I think we can. Uh, hey, it's I, one I think game we can at match a time. up pretty well. You know, I it's mean, one I game I, at a time. Absolutely, one game at a time, one opponent at a time. I mean, just absolutely trying to try, trying to get trying to get through the season. Try to have some upsets try to make some upsets happen you know just just getting it done there <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man can't wait and um yeah i know it's a season of progress for me i just want to see this team come together get lit under our boy joey and i it'd be a success in my eyes so uh it should be competitive games throughout the entire season no matter the rankings in my opinion it's big 12 football baby anything could happen <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. Definitely. And the last little piece of information on the uh, Red Red recap, also the last little part of the Red Red recap, we have Patrick Mahomes officially being inducted into the Texas Tech Ring of Honor and Hall of Fame. You know, this is really no surprise. We, we knew it was coming. A little surprised how early it was. But, uh, same. You know, but still, you know, he's – He's done so much at the NFL level at this point, you know, winning MVP, winning Super Bowl, winning Civil MVP. He's, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. No doubt about that. Uh, definitely top five for sure, even top three, mm-hmm. you know. Top um, two and he ain't two. <laughs> top two and he's eight. <laughs> um, yep, but, yep. yeah, you know, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and his family. I mean, just, yeah, he, he's been, he was an absolute stud at Texas Tech. He's been killing the NFL. Super happy for him, man. Super happy for Patty. And I love Patty because he always shouts us out, man. No matter the no matter the circumstance, whether it's at the Super Bowl hangover, drinking, being prepared, or just shouting us out when it comes to other coaches talking smack on our teams. Shout out to Patty. We love that, man. Uh super, super stoked that we got to see him play live. Yeah, Never freshman season. Yeah, it was his last year at uh it was his last year at tech. Yeah, for so. That was awesome. So yeah. I, uh, it came quicker than I thought, but yeah, no, like super well-deserved for sure. Without a doubt, man, without a doubt, I am, um, uh, I think they need to go ahead and just retire the number five. Cause remember the game that we were at last year against FIU, they retired, uh, oh, well, no, they didn't retire the number, but they put, um, uh, Michael Crabtree's name up in the ring of honor as well as, uh, mm-hmm. Elmer Tarbox's. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, with Patty inducted the Ring of Honor and the Texas Tech Hall of Fame, I think, I think they just need to go ahead and just retire the number five. Retire the number five. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. It does. I'm I not, mean, or, I'm not uh, opposed to it. Or kind of do a the situation where, like, like you, you can't be handed the number five. Like, you have to be – You got to earn it. You know, you have to earn it. Like, you have to be voted by your teammates as, like, the best player on the team, and then you get the number five, you know, like, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think USC does that with the number 55 jersey. Like you, you can't just ask to be number 55. Like you have to earn it. You have to like be voted like one of the like one of the captains or mm-hmm. you know, something like that to do out there. I think that'd be kind of a kind of a cool thing to adopt for Texas Tech, but you know, right, we'll see. We'll see. Or we'll just see. retire in general, which I'd be okay with. I just just bring them back. Just bring them back. Just bring the player back. <laughs> bring them back. Let them play for tech again. He still has Absolutely. a couple of years of eligibility, right? Yeah, yeah, he had one way. season. I, th- I think Mahomes <laughs> would, uh, would, uh, you know, uh, you know, hey, yeah, I, I know he's making, you know, almost fifty million a year, but if he just wants to come back, play one free year, hey, he could come uh, get that football. Heisman, man. It's the one thing that got away from him. He didn't get that Heisman. Yeah, I did, you know, he definitely. Uh, so his last year, I was, um, I was kind of, kind of adamant that he should be at least in the Heisman conversation. Now, Grant Lamar Jackson won it that year which I don't have any complaints about. He was an absolute stud at Louisville. You know, definitely well-deserved that Heisman. But, man, I think, I, he, like, Mahomes wasn't really even in the conversation that year. And I, was, I was a little disappointed. I mean, yeah, we went 5-7, and seven, but. It was our record, you know. buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I know. You, you, it, you don't get no love unless you, your team's doing well with the Heisman, I always, I always hated that. Like, it should be the best player in the sport of college football, you know, not just the best player on a good team. You know, I, I don't know. 
like that's that's argument for a different day. I don't want to get heated thinking about it, but <laughs> <laughs> this man will start to become a red tomato. His face will lit red. Yeah. Getting uh, angry it'll, it'll be redder than the shirt. All I gotta say is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's continue on. <laughs> Wait, what was that? No, go on. I said Christian McCaffrey because it was the one Heisman year where that man broke Barry Sanders' all-purpose. Yards. Oh yeah. yeah, did not win the Heisman. Uh, like I said, different topic, different day. Uh, Derek something Henry that ticks me year. off. Hey, rightful Sue, man. I got what twenty-two hundred yards, something like that that year. Crazy video game numbers. That's all I gotta say. And. Yeah, we'll keep it at that. <laughs> I, I, I will agree with you. I think Christian Kaffer was snubbed that year. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into the main topic of today where we discuss, um, you know, this was announced, you know, a few weeks back, of course. But, you know, I, I really wanted to get some, um, I really wanted to touch on it today um, for the preseason rankings. Tech Tech was finished, was projected to finish ninth in the Big 12 um, what, what what are your thoughts about that? Zoom, do you do this right? Do, do you feel disrespected? I mean, what's um what's kind of going through your through your mind when you when you hear that? Well, we're super excited for Joey, right? But I under I also understand that like to build a program it takes a couple of years, and they're obviously looking at this as his first year with us. So to be honest with you, I I don't know if I feel truly disrespected solely because. I mean, competition in the Big 12 is steep. We've already talked about our other opponents who are already ranked. So just right off the bat, of course, we're going to be, you know, a little lower in our in our preseason rankings. But kind of we touched on it earlier. It's it's the preseason rankings. You know, they're subject to change. And really, at the end of the day, it comes down to who's playing better week to week. And to be honest with you. Um, I think I think we're gonna move up. I don't think we'll stay at nine. Surely we're not. <laughs> surely we're not the worst team, and I think we'll, we will be probably in the middle of the road, middle of the pack, maybe towards later in the season. But nine right now, I think is just about right, considering all of the things that are going. I guess quote unquote against us in the conference. But yeah, no, it's a uh, subject to change, and I'm here for it. I'm ready. I believe we were projected last season also finished ninth, and I don't exactly know where we finished. I think we finished seventh, eighth. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's one, it's one of those recurring things every year where we're always picked to to finish in the basement, you know, be a Big Twelve basement team, and in, in in football, and you know, like, will we finish ninth? No, I don't think we will. I, I think we'll finish probably seventh, eighth. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, no, we won't finish ninth. But we won't finish, you know, five or six. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. think, think that's it. Yeah, it, it comes up every year. I um, I mean, I do feel a little disrespect in that regard. Like the only thing, the only team you think we're better than is Kansas. You know, who's obviously projected to finish tenth. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, granted, I do like, and I, I've said this before, I do like the trajectory that Kansas is going on with Lance Leipold as their head coach. But you know. I do feel a little, little bit disrespected considering, you know, the year we had last year, you know, nobody expected us to, you know, get to a bowl game or even win a bowl game. We were, I think, nine point underdogs against Mississippi State and we blew them out by 27, you know, and plus the recruiting class that we had this past year and what we have returning as well. Yes, we have a new head coach, but that's, that's an upgrade. We have, we upgraded at coordinators, both offensive and defensively, you know, so I think, like where, where do I think Tech will will actually finish? I think probably seven. You know, I, I think that's seven. a pretty pretty safe spot. What do you think, buddy? Uh, honestly, I think that's that's probably a safe bet. To be honest with you, if we're betting men, which we are, twelve hundred. Um, no, I'm not going to. But yeah, no, it it's supposed to be growing pains this season. You know, so I I just I want us to compete. I want us to be in every game. Um, I don't. I can't really see us breaking past into the top five for Big 12, but hey, you never know. Like I said, injuries could happen at important positions. Some teams could just absolutely flop and we could sneak our way in there. It really just depends on how we start the season in Big 12, Big 12 play. We looked at the schedule not too long ago, um, a couple of weeks back, and I just hope that uh, our first winnable games don't come until like our sixth game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. I, uh... You know, on the episode we had last week, we mentioned that, you know, excuse me, that uh, 
West Virginia could realistically be our first conference win mm-hmm. of the season. And so I, I hope it does come before that. And we're not, you know, 0 4 going into that one and feeling pretty down. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's definitely one of those things where you got to, you got to watch out for. You got to, uh, you know, just, just be ready to play and be competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, and Grant, like we just said, we have a very tough schedule coming up. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We will see indeed. The support and, will be there though, no doubt, 100%. Always is. Yeah. And like, so I guess kind of going off of that, where would you like to see like tech consistently finish at every single season? You know, for me personally, I would love, love us to kind of be almost like an Oklahoma state where we're really always in that four to six spot right there, mm-hmm. you know, kind of finishing in between that. That, that would be, I, I'd be absolutely happy if tech can consistently do that, finish that, you know. Forces. What, what about you? So this is taking into account with Oklahoma and Texas being in our conference, right? Still currently. Um, yeah, I'd agree right around there, to be honest with you. I, the Oklahoma State, Cowboy area, where they're at usually every year, they, they're usually competing year in and year out. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. That's probably where we want to be. As soon as those two teams leave the conference, though, though, I, I honestly think we could and should be uh, consistently top five. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, you want to be one or two in the in mm-hmm. the in, well, you you want to be one. You don't want to be second. You if know, you're not first, you're last, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Ricky Bobby, <laughs> dropping some wisdom. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to be first one in in your conference. But for right now, like you know, while we're still rebuilding, I you know, I, I would love Tech to just finish in that you know four to six spot similar to what Iowa State's actually doing right now and Kansas State that mm-hmm. always seemed to be like right there you know in that four six you know four five six seven spot you know and to where Tech's always kind of been down in the basement you know seventh eighth ninth tenth you know you know and but I don't know I don't know I, um, I think I think being in the the state of Texas would uh, I feel like we should be consistently in the top five I think going forward, like I said, as soon as Texas and Oklahoma, the big dogs leave, I think it's as wide open as it could be for the number one spot. You can't get any more wide open than that, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think top five is probably realistic. As, as the Joey McGuire goes the way that we all think it's going to go, which is a beautiful, nice, prominent program going into the future. Uh, yeah, I think top five is a realistic, uh, a realistic take to be in every year. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, with the new Big Twelve coming into play, they're they're going to separate divisions, uh, you know. So we we always so it's, it's going to probably, I mean, obviously, it's going to be sixteen divisions, um, but you know, and you want to finish typically in the top three of that, you know, going forward, which I think we can. It really depends mm-hmm. on how the divisions are split up, you know. I like you know, obviously, it's all speculation. But I'm assuming we're going to be with the other Texas schools, maybe with Oklahoma and. Um, they might throw um, the Cowboys in there. They might throw the Cowboys in there. Maybe BYU, but well, it, no. Since since we're on that, actually, how do you think the Big Twelve is going to be split up with the the new the new teams coming in? I mean, I, I would say, <laughs> you know, I think you got Tech. I think you have TCU as well. Baylor, of course, Oklahoma State, Houston, Houston. Yes, sorry, I, I always forget about that. <laughs> Houston, Houston, I think, yeah, BYU. I think that's how our division will be split up. I think if we're looking at it geographically, like, yeah, that would make the most sense. Most teams wouldn't have to, obviously we're going to be traveling, but like, as far as like distance wise, like for the, for the coaches, the, the, the students and everything, the football players, I think that'll make uh, the most sense. You know, people, you, you want to be able to still like show out at these other schools with your, with support. So geographically, yeah, it makes sense. I honestly could see, uh, what is it big 12 splitting the the texas teams in half too just to add a little variety to it just to because you we like to talk shit oh sorry we like to talk mess about texas is the king of football right so obviously we have the best recruits down here the lone star state you feel but honestly yeah it geographically it makes sense the division that we we mentioned how it might be but it wouldn't surprise me if they wanted some of the other schools to play more of our texas teams because that's really where like a good amount of the heart is of the big 12, Texas and Oklahoma has been, I would say the heart, the big 12, as far as like the number of teams that come from those States. And I also think another thing to be curious about is, are we going to continue with the, 
nine game conference schedules or we're going to go back to the way the Big 12 back when Big 12 had 12 teams uh mm-hmm. we're just going to do the eight game conference schedules and have four non-conference opponents you know I that's something to kind of kind of take into consideration as well mm-hmm. um which would you prefer actually do you, do you like the nine game conference format or would you prefer the eight game one honestly I I would honestly prefer the eight one just because I feel like those non-conference games are really important for your team, especially now with the new rule that's been placed in college football as of late with the whole, you get four games to decide whether or not you're going to play this year or redshirt. So I think that just, that, that, that would just help out our teams immensely. And it would just be an advantage for all big 12 teams. You get the first four games to really figure out your, your team and whether or not you're going to keep a player for eligibility for another year. So I, I think that would be the better format, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm all for the kind of going back to eight games. I would love to, you know, have four non-conference points again, like the way we're doing it. But play all four of those games at the beginning of the year. Don't don't play. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah, for know, sure. I that that's what I want to see as well. Yeah, like, I would all four at the beginning of the year. I don't want like a mid random non-conference game in the middle of the season yeah Yeah, we're like you know you see sec team like florida playing you know yukon in week nine of the year it's like why you know why 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 are you why are you doing that always seems to do that as well like right before the lsu game they'll play some sort of fcs opponent you know and then just i i don't know i don't know what the logic is behind that like just just get them all four done at the beginning of the year and then play the rest of your schedule you know Mm-hmm. But that's just my thoughts on it. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I guess so with with that, I mean, the other side of the conference would look like, you know, K- KSU, KU, West Virginia, Iowa State, UCF, and Cincinnati. So it'd be, Cincinnati, it'd be almost yeah. like um, be almost like it'd a, almost be like a north and south thing or east west. Yeah, you can look at it that way, I, too. I don't know. These geographics are going to be kind of kind of weird. <laughs> like, like southwest and then northeast, I guess. So. Yeah, something like that. That'd be the probably the way you word it correctly (laughs) (laughs) yeah so continuing on with the um with our last little bullet point we have here for the main topic um you know i I know we kind of touched on this last week but uh you know do do you think we surprise some people you know this year like realistically what do you think is because i know we said we're like we, we project tech to go six and six this year making a bowl game uh potential to win seven games um, where would you say, like, is the most realistic, uh, surprising season that we could have for this team? Because I, I think, I think that we could probably go nine and three in the regular season. I think we really could if mm-hmm. we're just, if everything's just clicking and we're heating up and, you know, everything's going our way. I, I think nine and three is a realistic year to really surprise people. What do you think, buddy? I think I think what will surprise people this this season. I I, I don't mind your uh, your prediction. I think it's kind of well suited. The way I look at it is it's always the matchups, right? And I kind of look at a, a a running theme. No pun intended there, but we do have a couple rushers, right? And I feel like I think Joey's going to understand time management, right? That's kind of been a killer for us in past couple of seasons where we have the lead, but we just wouldn't finish we wouldn't finish it out and that really kills us in a lot of games which is just kind of something i've been seeing lately right so i think i think if we can control the clock and have a really solid run game this year which i honestly think we will i think we'll have a better run game than most teams in the in the big 12 aside from maybe like texas because of Bijan, right but our rushers man i think our rushers will probably be the key to a, a nine and three season that you're predicting in my opinion so I, I i don't think it's too far of a stretch to to think a season like that is possible it depends on how things are going for us and but i i, I do think we could click we have returning stars on defense our offense should be good this year there's really no question marks or up for grab spots there other than i mean really who's the old line seems a little I don't know, a little bit, but not really. At the end of the day, right, we still have a very solid uh, left tackle. And I'm going blank right now on his name. Caleb Rogers. There you go. Yeah, Caleb. He was right tackle last year. I think he'll be our left. Yeah, I think he'll be our blind side this this season. But, um, yeah, no, I could honestly see us get clicking. And I think if we control the clock and control the run game, which historically the Big 12 has never been – 
a run oriented division <laughs> conference. So it's kind of air raid era now. It's kind of air raid era. But I think if we can go back to that, I think we can control the clock and maybe surprise some teams this season. Um, I think uh, I think we could steal one from Baylor. I think just off of a, um, just the home field advantage there. I think we could steal one from Oklahoma this year, to be honest with you depending on how their whole QB situation goes, especially yeah. their coach. Lincoln. I'm not a big believer in their head coach right now, I'll be honest with you. I think he'll probably get run out of town in a season or two, but that's just my opinion. But I think we could steal those games. Oh, not high from... on not high on Brett Venables, huh? That's, no, pretty, that's kind of a hot not, take there. Not really. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, I'm not really that high on that guy. My man, mm-hmm. look, as much as Spencer Rattler got last year, that kid had all the talent to, to be a really good quarterback. and. I blame that on the coaching if you can't get that out of your out of your star player. You know what I mean? It's one thing to 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 get the talent, but can you develop it is the end of the story, right? And I, I'm just not a big fan of Oklahoma's uh, head coach, being honest with you. So I honestly think we could steal a game there. And another one that I think we could steal um, is Oklahoma State, just because we've always had a bit of a rivalry with them. And uh yeah i think we could steal one uh and from from the cowboys i think we're away that year this year three big steals yeah i think we could i think we could get it from them to be honest with you like i said i feel like the big 12 is as wide open as ever like these teams are good right but they're not unbeatable they're no bamas in our conference in my opinion there's not even like a well, I wouldn't even say we even have like a, a a Michigan in our conference, to be honest with you, a big dog like that. I mean, you know, Oklahoma's always been the big dog, though. I, mean, they, I guess, they, they've man. They've been on top, you know. This, I mean, they, they won like six years in a row. So, I mean, you, you have to say Oklahoma is the, you know, juggernaut big, in the conference. Sure, but but as as far as like the juggernaut of, of, of today, right, the, this is the weakest Oklahoma team that I've seen. Yeah, def- definitely in recent years. I mean, I, I don't I don't think they're weak. I just think they're, you know, uncertain. You know, everything about them is just uncertain right now. I think they're mm-hmm. still a really good team. They'll rattle off, you know, 9-10 wins this year. Yeah, a talented but, team, yeah. but you still have to mesh those players together, right? Yeah, plus, uh, you know, you got a – I can't believe I forgot his name. Dylan Gabriel, who transferred to uh, Oklahoma from UCF, was mm-hmm. at uh, – he committed to UCLA to play out there and then flipped his commitment to OU. He was committed for, like, 30 seconds the UCLA or something but mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah he'll he'll be taking over uh behind center for the for the Sooners over there so I'd say like three big steals for me you know kind of kind of going off of that I think you can beat K-State I think that one you're kind of due for due for a win up there eventually mm-hmm. and you know the last six seasons I know we've we've lost to them but you know, especially with, with the game that happened last year where you're, you're up 24 to 10 and then you just blow a lead on a, you know, third and 34, get a personal foul that leads to them scoring the game when he touched down. You know, I, these guys remember that, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to be awake for that game looking to exact some revenge on K-State. That was the last game they had with their, with Matt Wells. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying with the, you know, controlling the clock, you know, one thing that really drove me crazy about the way Matt Wells run his offense is he always wanted to be like no huddle just up tempo no huddle no huddle just you know play as fast as you can fast as you can fast as you can mm. you know, in a playoff every you know 16 seconds you know something like that something crazy like that that he wanted and which can work if you have the personnel for it you know and I know he inherited Kingsbury's players and Kingsbury was very similar style but Kingsbury would also kind of you know adjust his offense to you know what he had the momentum they had and like that, he, he was way better at running an offense than Wells or Yost ever was. And one thing that drove me crazy, and I, I noticed this um, in the Arizona game that we played uh, a couple of years back. Uh, there would be, you know, we would try to get the ball out, and it would be, you know, we would try to, you know, run as quickly as we could, you know, just, you know, going all out as fast as we can, but we have like an incomplete pass. We have a, you know, a run that went for zero yards. All of a sudden we're looking at third and 10 and, you know, trying to convert there. Obviously it puts you in an obvious pass situation and, you know, you, you shave virtually no time off the clock. You know, mm-hmm. it's in that, that would drive me absolutely crazy. You know, and um, you just, it, when, when we had the leads as well, 
you know, we would, we would just continuously try to try to go as fast as we could and, you know, try to run that up-tempo no huddle, not wasting any time, not burning any time. You're just giving the ball right back to their offense and our defense is getting worn the F out, man. And I would hate yeah. that every yeah, that's, time. That, that's something that I feel like always gets a little left unnoticed, right? Is like, if you're going to do the, the, the no huddle, right? Which is good. It's cool. When it works, it works, right? But like if you're getting constant three and outs or or like even just like five plays in a drive, like that kills your defense so quickly. You know what I mean? And especially if the other opponent is a, it, it is like a, how do I explain it? I guess a, a less, a less up-tempo as we are. So the longer your defense is out there on a play, I mean, long drives will kill defenses is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. And sometimes when a defense is gassed, that, usually equates to a long drive you know what i mean coaches are smart they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna look at your defensive players and think oh i'm sorry for them being tired <laughs> no hell no. So, of course you know what i mean i agree with that so uh it is a bit of a a bit of a frustration in in recent years but yeah going going back to my second steal um i think oklahoma state like you said we could still win from them i i don't know why uh, but you know, it, it's just something you kind of you kind of feel like, you know, hey, we, we could definitely snag that one from them because uh, they're a little bit depleted on defense. You know, that's what really they, they were mm. defensive led team last year. That, that's why they you know, were in the Big 12 championship game. You know, they, they were led by their defense. Um, and now they have a lot of players gone. Their defense coordinator is gone. So, you know, kind of makes a difference. Ne- never, never count out Mike Gundy, though. I, I will say that. Never count out the mullet man mullet man and uh i'll say the other one is iowa state i i think you know with the production i would say lost a year ago and i mean yes we do have to go up there in november this year um it's just i don't know there's just so much uncertainty surrounding the cyclones this year and you know if we were to you know snag a dub on the road you know especially because you know with the way that i think the schedule is going to play out where we have that you know kind of four game win streak going into that one mm-hmm. um i mean we could be hot at the right time and uh you know playing up in the cold won't really bother us so i think that's definitely my my third steal but that'll hey, go ahead man. and wrap up uh it's nose in uh, lubbock it does, yeah. Snows and yeah, love. It. Definitely, that code, yeah. The code, no problem, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> definitely, yeah. We, we definitely experienced a good amount of snow. Uh, what was it? A couple years back, yeah. During that, uh, the snow vid. It snows every year, bro. <laughs> the snow vid. The snow vid, yes. Snow vid twenty twenty. But uh, yeah, yeah. That'll go ahead and wrap up the wrap up the main topic today. Uh, going into a new topic that we have, we got it's called Easy Money. Let's go, where we bet um, week zero. We have, like, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we have some college football coming up this week. You know, this is the last Saturday without college football for the rest of the year. It's awesome, loving it. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and uh, jump right in to the uh, the big game odds. So let's see if we can lose y'all some money. Yes. Welcome in to Easy Month. Uh, betting week zero, some big games going on in week zero of the college football season. Got Nebraska versus Northwestern. Nebraska opening up as a 13 and a half point favor with an over under of 50. Um, Zoom, do you, do you like the Huskers in this one? Are you, you going to trust them against the spread? Um. Actually, for this one, I, I think I actually will trust the spread on this one. I do think uh, Nebraska will be a, a pretty decent team this year. And depending on the – no disrespect to Northwestern, but their opponent, yeah, no, I think this is a – if, you, if you're going to bet on a game, I think this is one of the safer ones you could probably do. <laughs> you know, I don't know about the over and under on the 50, though. I think, I think, I think they might score less than 50, I will say. 
you see i mean th- this game by the way this game is played in dublin ireland so you know it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a little bit of jet lag out there you know playing mm-hmm. different time zone uh you know, well a very different time zone at least um you know i don't know 13 for nebraska with the the way they've been going the, the way the program's been going the last several years scott frost is kind of on the hot seat out there uh you know, I, I, I don't think Nebraska covers. So I think Nebraska wins this game. I don't think they cover the 13 points. I don't think so. half point spread. No, I don't. So I, I would I bet against the spread. Take Northwestern uh, with the upside against spread. 50. I'm also going to bet the under on that one. I, I think this is a mm-hmm. very, you know, this is like a, like a 17-24 type ball game, honestly. Um, I see that. I, see I, I see that, but I, I do think they cover the spread. I do. I think offense is going to be at a premium. It's going to be, you know, little and far between. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see this one being an offensive just explosion. So you don't think so? No, I see them covering it, but I don't see it being an offensive explosion either. I'm thinking it more, it more or less be like a 17-38 is kind of how I could see this game going. Personally, I think they cover it, but I don't think they break past the. I guess that might be past the 50. Yeah, it's at that point. <laughs> that's right? over. So you're taking the maybe over. like 35. Nah, maybe maybe like a 35, 30. I don't think they get past 40 points. I think they at most I think they score 35 points, I think. Okay. I got Nebraska. So I don't think they go for Nebraska than that. covering and you have you know taking the over. Uh just barely, maybe. I, I honestly I would bet on the under. So you're gonna bet the under fifty? I honestly would. If I was making the bet, I'd bet the under. But it wouldn't surprise me if they just scratch it by like one point. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I have I have Northwestern beating the spread, and I'm gonna take the under definitely. So uh, moving on to the next game, though, we have North Texas versus UTEP. UNT coming in as a one point favorite with an over under of fifty five. I think I'm gonna go ahead and bet the over on that one because you know Conference USA. They they don't they don't really like to play defense in there. Like a lot of people give um, Big Twelve a lot of flack for not playing defense. They they don't play defense in the Conference USA either. Like they they are very very high scoring games. Definitely a lot of barn burners. UTEP has kind of been on the come up this past year, and they had a pretty dang good season, um, as opposed to you know going one eleven zero and twelve previous previous few years. Um, so I I have UNT winning this game. I think they'll cover that spread by. I mean, they'll, they'll win by a point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna take the over on that one. So yeah, I I got, I got UNT covering, and I'm gonna bet the over. Um, I agree actually. UTEP has been on the come up, but North Texas is UNT. They them boys are stay they stay good to yeah, be honest. They, they, they with had you. kind of kind of set back this past season, but you know, yeah. Now I, I think the, they're coming back. The Mean Green, the Mean Green. Yeah, no, they they're usually pretty pretty good team in the conference. They usually finish first. Like I said, this past season, a little down year, but not really. I mean, eh, maybe for them, but I, I, I would agree. I would take the over and the spread on this one. And I do think North Texas takes the takes the win. All right. Moving on to the next, we got Wyoming versus Illinois. Illinois opened was a 10-point favor with over under 44. I actually have Wyoming upsetting Illinois. I, I got Wyoming t- – winning outright i think that uh, a lot of people forget how good of a program that was last year and illinois just has not really i don't know like with brett bielema just has not really lived up to the hype i think they had mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah I'm, I'm gonna take wyoming in the upset here uh 44 that actually seems about right to be honest uh i'm, I'm gonna take the over though you take the over yeah uh, I agree that I think Wyoming will probably win. I mean, they finished, I think, third, third or fourth in their in their conference last year. So they're, oh, they're a lot better of a team. Yeah, they're a lot a better of a team than most people would actually like. Give yeah, they're losing for. a few key pieces, though, I will say. But with that said, I, I, I think they'll they're a big enough. I think they're a big enough program where, yeah, if they replace them. And Illinois, I, I I don't know how the hell they're the, the favorites here, but <laughs> a double digits favorite. I, I I don't see it, but yeah, no, I think Wyoming wins this game outright. I don't think they. Uh, I think it might be under though. I don't know if it's gonna be forty four between both. Well, yeah, it feels about yeah. right to me. 
I, um, I can see points. this. I mean, I can see. I can see it being a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a lower scoring game. I think it's gonna be a higher scoring game. Actually, you think so? Yeah, uh, I think. I think it's gonna be like probably a, probably a, twenty eight thirty five game. Yeah, I can see that. That probably makes. Probably, yeah, yeah I'll probably, probably like go a, the over. I'll probably yeah. go with the over then. Yeah, I can see it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now on the next one, we got Nevada going to New Mexico State. Nevada opening up as a nine-point favorite, that over under a 50 and a half. Uh, yeah, I think Nevada probably wins by about 30 in this game. And uh, yeah, I, I, I 50. Yeah, I think Nevada will score 50 on the Mexico State. It'll be like a 50 to 7 game. That, that's just the way I see this one playing out. Not necessarily because Nevada's just this uh absolute dominant presence, but because New Mexico State is just absolutely terrible. Uh so <laughs> yeah, I, I I I see Nevada covering and I'm I'm definitely betting the over. Yeah, no, I agree with you there hundred percent. And in most cases, Nevada usually is a higher scoring offense. That's kind of like their I guess they're what's the word I'm looking for? Identity. What their identity? Yeah, kind of what they're known for. So yeah, I, I would take the the spread and the over on this. I think awesome. I think New Mexico State will get two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. <laughs> two touchdowns. Two what do you touchdowns. think Nevada's gonna have? Shoot, I honestly I, I expect Nevada 38 plus. Okay. Yeah, Deva, that's that's about where I have them as well. Yeah. Uh, so. Moving on to the next one, we next matchup we got UConn versus Utah State. Utah State opening up as a 27 and a half point favorites with an over under of 60. I mean, that is a lot. Of, that, that's a yeah, that's uh, a huge spread, bro. That's a pretty big <laughs> spread. Uh can Utah State cover that? I would say I, it's I, out of the realm of possibility. I think they can, but man, that's that's uh, 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 that's winning by a lot. You know, that's that's four touchdowns right there that you yeah. got scored. Uh, if it, if it, to if it was me, I'm staying away from this one straight up. I wouldn't bet yeah. money on this game at all. This is probably the one that probably shouldn't. Just because you never know, man. All it takes is a key injury, and that game becomes an actual game, you know? Yeah. Really so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't take the uh, – it's going to be under, and I do think Utah State wins, but I, I don't – see them winning by yeah that I, I think i think i have uconn covering the spread uh so you know and over on 60 uh I, I might actually take the under on that one yeah yeah i would, uh, I I would bet take the, the under, under on that well. one and i, th- I think you Utah, uconn will beat the spread so yeah uh next matchup we got charlotte versus florida atlantic florida atlantic opening up as a seven point favorite over under 57 and a half i think FAU will win this game um, mm-hmm. by by seven. I, I can actually see them winning it by probably like you know ten to fourteen. Uh, it's what really kind of draws me is the is the over under at fifty seven and a half. That one I can kind of see about right, but um, I, I, I'm I'm gonna take the over on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I, I, would- I have FAU winning out right, yeah. I would I would take the over as well, and I think they do cover the spread. FAU I, I is a, honestly a little underrated program in Florida, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, yeah, no, I I would take the over and the spread on this one. I I think I think I I honestly I expect both teams to get into the 30s. If I'm being honest, I just thought both teams have fun. I thought that's where you're going. <laughs> both I want both teams to have fun. <laughs> I could I could see this being a a, a 30 uh 37-30 type deal by a touchdown. Like I just covering it. I don't think it'd be by Do two you think they narrowly there. cover it? I think they narrowly cover it. I, I don't see them winning by two touchdowns or how two touchdowns in the field. I don't see it. I think it'll be a closer game than than we think. I gotcha, I gotcha. And for the last game we have here, Vanderbilt. Traveling to Hawaii, Vandy opens as a six and a half point favorite over under 54 and a half. I damn, I mean, I can really see Vandy winning by six in this one. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, I, 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 I believe in Vandy, I, I believe in the Commodores. I think they can at least win by a touchdown. I'm, I'm gonna take Vandy in this one. Uh, the cover on the spread and over on 54. 
I might actually have to bet the under on that one. I, really? I don't see this being a high-scoring game at all. Uh, I actually I, – I do, actually. Okay. I think Hawaii will – since it'll be at home, they do have to travel quite a while. I mean, where's Vanderbilt located on the, the eastern Tennessee. side? Tennessee. The eastern side of the U.S. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a travel – be a little – maybe little not jet lag. jet lag, but maybe. I I don't see Vanderbilt covering the spread on this one, man. So you think I don't. I think I think Hawaii might get a bit of an uh, of an upset on this SEC SEC team. Yes. Um, as far as the over and under, I think I might go with the under with you on this one. I don't see Hawaii being a higher powered offense. They usually are. I, every time I watch them, they usually are scoring pretty pretty well. But oh, yeah, that, uh, that was back like when what was his name June Jones was there was there. Yeah, some, yeah, running up they, 40, 50 on everybody. Yeah, I remember that a couple of years back. But um, yeah, no, I, I'd go with the under on this one. But I think uh, I think Hawaii upsets. To be honest with you, just because of so location. You think Hawaii wins the game outright? I do, I do. I think Hawaii wins. Uh, location. The their their fans show out too, man. They love that 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 uh that that program out it's, there. It's the only sports team. It's the have. only program <laughs> out there, so they they love it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Well, all right, that that'll wrap thoughts. it up. That will. I'll wrap it up for this one here on Easy Money. You know, guaranteed to lose you money. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna go into uh, you have a little bit of trivia. Got a little right? trivia, little awesome. trivia Tuesday for you, Jonah. A little trivia Lay it on Tuesday. Me, buddy. Lay it on me. Whoop whoop. Got a. I'm gonna give you a nice little easy one before we get into our, uh, I guess our more difficult ones, right? We'll make it make it real simple for you. Make it real simple for you. Okay. Um. Let's see. Since 2012, right? I don't need a record. I want. I want highest win percentage from you. Which program has had the highest win percentage since 2012? Since 2012, just overall. Since 2012, overall, all college football teams. Well, let's just oh. go Power Five. Power Five. Power Five. Power Five. Okay. Power Five. One um, percent since 2012. I mean, it's probably gotta be Alabama, right? Ding, ding, ding! You are correct. Ah, that was a oh, gimme. That was that easy, was gimme. dude. That was a gimme. Gimme. Can you guess the second team though? Um, other Power Five. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma. No. No. Not Oklahoma. Mm-mm. uh dang um ohio state yeah that would be the one ohio there we state. go there we so go just to, so just to give my little uh, my math heads out there a little bit of a win percentage since 2012 bama has had an 81.8 percent win percentage ohio state following right after at 80.4 nice so literally one percent clemson is third at 66.7 dang that's a pretty so, big gap yeah, his pretty big gap. Uh, Oklahoma was top five, but they're behind Clemson at sixty four point six. So the top two dogs of the literally this past uh, decade, Bama and Ohio State. Not surprising. Yeah, very honest with you. Not surprising. But, um, they put I thought a lot of NFL talent. I thought something that was a little uh, a little surprising for me, which I saw, was that um, apparently UCLA is is kind of up there. Um, really, forty percent. They have a UCLA has had a better record win percentage than our <laughs> Texas Longhorns have. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> oh, the, last, the last ten seasons, Dang. Baylor and TCU as well have had a higher wins percentage. Even the Cowboys. Literally, there's a half. There's a good amount of teams here in the Big Twelve that have done better than our UT Longhorns. But uh, the, that was a gimme. That was a little fun one. I have some in honor of our boy going into the Ring of Honor. Got a couple Patrick Mahomes ones for you. Let's see if you can uh, guess these ones in honor of our boy. All right, let on. Uh, right here. So Patrick Mahomes did not only play football, but he also played a little bit of baseball. Shout out to his dad, MLB guy. You know, ten years in the majors. Um, what round did our fellow Patty Mahomes? Uh, get drafted get drafted in he got drafted in the 2014 mlb draft can you guess what round he was drafted in and by who bonus Um, points you guess by who by who (laughs) i i i don't know um i'll say right now i I have no clue i think it was like the 30th round he was in the 30s i'll give you that one it's 39th round close 37th round patrick 37th round where's he taking he's taking 
He's taken 2014 by the Detroit Tigers. Oh, of all teams. Nice. Could have been in Detroit, man. Could have <laughs> could have made that money in Detroit. Could have been a could have been a pitcher, you know, ace in the bullpen. <laughs> uh, my other Patrick Mahomes um, trivia question, in 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 honor of him. Um, what was his uh, first career start at Texas Tech? Where Oklahoma he State actually started the game. Oh, he actually started like from where the, he, like where first he, quarter. He, First quarter actually started the game. Oh, okay. Because I, I think he got his first appearance in the Oklahoma State game um, when Davis Webb went out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny yeah. enough, looking this up, Davis was, was Webb it, got a, was it hurt Texas? a lot that year. It was, in fact, Texas. There we go. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, I think ding. it was the uh, it was a Texas flag helmets that they had. I love those helmets. I, I, I did not. I love those helmets. I, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> They're atrociously ugly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I we hope we never back. do that again. We I should mean, bring those back. We already have such a cool color combination. Why are we messing it up? You know? <laughs> what was it? One of your big pet peeves of just adding colors to schools that don't have those colors? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> one of your pet peeves. Because a lot of schools, like, so Texas Tech was kind of a little bit in the, um, in the forefront of this. Where black has really been our uh, almost more of a more of a primary color, whereas other schools adopt it as a secondary color. But you know, like, look, Baylor doesn't need to wear black. Like, I'll say that they they don't need Iowa State wearing like black and white uh, uniforms, like just solid black. No, uh, uh, yeah, those are ugly. What, 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 is it, what is their color? Is it burgundy? Is it crimson? Let's say crimson. Why not? Yeah, uh, I guess. I think. Uh, uh, Oregon, Oregon's always been known to wear those black, silver, completely out of the realm. Nowhere near. Yeah, it's like colors. silver. They have like an entire silver uniform. Like you, your colors aren't silver. <laughs> like what, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, I I don't necessarily mind like you know teams doing secondary like wearing black and everything, but like I I don't know. I I hate Iowa State's all black uniforms. By the way, like, <laughs> those are absolutely terrible. Like black's not your school color. Why, why are you trying to look like your rival Iowa? You know. <laughs> I, I I don't understand it. And tell me how you really feel. And, and they wear it like four or five times a year. It's not just like you know, like <laughs> once or twice. It's it's multiple. Like it's okay, buddy. I head out of state. You're getting uh, red, but <laughs> we got relaxed. Somebody put an ice pack on his head. Um, Jeez. what is it? Uh, final question of trivia though. This one will be a little difficult. Maybe not. It's more of a team related to our boys. Um, Tech, right? Texas Tech. Uh. I'm going to go ahead and shout out this player real quick, Tyree Wilson, expecting big things for him, expecting uh, – honestly, we're expecting double-digit sacks this season, which leads into the current question that I'm about to ask. Shout out to Tyree, going to have a beast of a season. Um, Tech hasn't had a 10-sack player since when? Like what year? What year was the last time Tech had a 10-sack player? And if he gets the name bonus points, of course, I'm not going to count it against it, but what year was the last time? That uh, defensive player in our Texas Tech Red Raiders defense had a 10 sack season. Oh, is it? Is it in the 2000s? It is. Uh, I'll, I'll say that it's, uh, I'll give you the 2000s. Okay. I wouldn't say, well, I'll give you the 2010s. It's in the 2010s. I'll give you is that. Is it? Uh, I, was, well, I, I guess the 08 season. That was one of our best years. Uh, was not was not in 08. Not, no not in 08. The last time I'll give you one more, one more guess, one more guess, one more guess of a year. Um, 05. 05. Man, you're going back way back. Golly, Joe, have some more faith in our <laughs> our, our defenses, lad. No, uh, I, I generally Robinson, don't. I don't. <laughs> Pete, Pete Robinson was the last uh player to okay. give us a 10 sack okay. player. He was a 10 sack. 10 sacks in the season, Pete Robinson in 2014, last 2014, guy to do it. Dang. 2014, last guy to do it. So, uh, hoping to get that broken this year again. Get our boy so Tyree. I, I was, was one for three. <laughs> uh, you got Texas. one for three now. Uh, yeah. I gotta pick four. it up. I, two, I, I, two I for four. You're two for four. You got Patty starting Texas, and you did guess correctly okay, yeah. that Alabama has the highest winning percentage. That was a gimme, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I try to give you some gimmies to make you feel a little more confident in yourself. Um, <laughs> gotta, but that's gonna I, end I, I got to pick it up, you know. I gotta, I gotta that's going to that's gonna end it for my Trivia Tuesday questions, even though it's not a Tuesday on this day of recording. But 
yeah, those, uh, those, uh, those are it. Awesome. <laughs> Any final thoughts, buddy, before we wrap this one up? Uh, let's go boys. Uh, excited for football to come back. Um, shout out to my cat, uh, RP to Ashley. Love you, man. Um, that's, that's really it, man. Excited for the, for the coming weeks, for the coming weeks of sports. Gotcha, buddy. Gotcha. So that will do it for this edition of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank y'all so much for joining us. From Nathan Zuniga, I'm Joni Young saying so long, and we'll see you next time here on the Lone Raider podcast. Bye-bye. Oh,